Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts in Twine podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a fabulous guest for you. Her name is Lucia Gabriella. Welcome, Lucia. Thank you so much. appreciate you for having me, Lynn, today. My pleasure. Lucia is a relationship intimacy coach. So this sounds fascinating, Lucia. Tell me a little bit more about what you do and what made you become and get involved in specifically the intimacy side of educating people about relationships. Thank you. So I grew up in a very, uh, I would say, toxic, emotional, emotional toxic home environment. And I have a commitment to myself and to my children that seeing these in the past, like with my family, with my parents, with even all the people, um, around me like my uncles and, and some some family members witnessing like how they would live in their life and their relationship and like the toxicity behind it not just by being abusive but also the things that people don't talk about like having like different women in their life like the men having different relationships having different families uh hiding living in secrecy and all these different dynamics that they are toxic and they're not conscious and how they affect the children, they don't think about that. So I have a commitment to myself and my children and even my partners to live in integrity with how it is that I can create a conscious relationship in my life, not just for me, but for everybody that comes in my space. So with that being said, the way that I help my client is to help them to create a relationship and intimacy in their life that is mindful, that is conscious, that it provides and fulfills all aspects of themselves where they actually can feel that, you know, when they come from a complete space, they can also create a lot more uh, juiciness and yumminess in their life. And, you know, they attract amazing partners in their life that also they can contribute to create a greater relationship and for me, it's about creating relationships that help me to evolve and grow as uh, an amazing individual that I am. Excellent. So, you know, talking from a point of view of, first of all, the word consciousness, some audience members might not realize or understand what, what you actually mean by consciousness. So what do you mean when you talk about having a more conscious relationship? One of my mentors talk about, like, you know, to make it simple and clear, consciousness is about caring. Like how it is that we can live a life that it is caring. We actually care and it matters. Like where I'm taking in consideration everybody's, um, you know, feelings, emotion, need, desires, life, well-being. Where I am really, you know, caring for those individuals. Where it matters. Where it also is mindful. Where I am fully present and fully aware. It's like bringing some different aspect of awareness and presence to 
to the dynamic of living a life. So that's what that's my definition of consciousness. I would say. And I fully understand and agree with that, you know, being more conscious of our relationships. And um, for me as well, it embraces um, observing yourself, you know, observing what you're saying, observing how you're feeling and, um, you know, responding to your partner rather than reacting to them. <laughs> yes. It, this is the interesting part of like, we're living in, in, in a world that we come to be in a default relationship, default life, where it's like everything seems like it's like that there's no awareness, there's no thinking, like there's no mindfulness. And, and it's important to become aware and conscious in like, you know, that, you know, be very thoughtful that everything that we say that Everything that we say is important and create or destroy. That everything that we feel destroy or uncreate something um, different dynamic. That everything that even our energy is so important to become aware and mindful of our energy, like what it is that we're bringing into the table, how it is that we're showing up in the world. Are we showing up with a energy that raises and vibrates, like that vibrates and raises people and society, or are we showing up with energy that? Um, tear people apart and divide and and like segregate and conquer like what is the energy that we actually come in with yeah I totally resonate with that because you know part of my education that I teach is around you know looking at your state 100% of the time observing yourself and are you in that state of you know coming from a place of love and abundance or are you in that place of coming from a you know that place of fear and lack and you know that has implications depending on what place you're living from on how you show up and also how your partner may show up in, in your relationship exactly so lucia tell us a bit more about what it is you do because i, I know off air we had a little bit of a conversation about um you know educating people about becoming aware of um, dominant and submissive energies in relationships. So explain a little bit more about that, because I find this subject quite fascinating to discuss. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So I am creator of Tantra Kink, uh, which is a fusion of tan Tantra and Kink BDSM. And I love to share, you know, with my client, with my community, because I'm also, um, I own a dungeon here in Sarasota, Florida, where I'm creating a beautiful conscious community for the kink BDSM lifestyle uh, practitioners and, you know, people that are in the lifestyle. And I bring the element of Tantra, which is, you know, is this transformational chemical journey. It's about the awareness of our energy, also our breath, the mindfulness, the like how it is that we're evolving, like with our energy, transmuting our energy. So all of this juiciness that Tantra has in storage, right? And there's so much beauty on Kink BDSM as well, because there is like some aspect of um, moving energy and and connecting to the energy of the dominant and submissive energy like right and some people like I would say like some people fear the BDSM kink uh, lifestyle because of some of the misconceptions and unfortunately there's some you know movies out there for example like 40 shades of gray that 
uh, it is such a damage to the community, uh, even the concept of kink BDSM, because it made it look like it's a very abusive, uh, traumatizing dynamic or lifestyle. And I will say that any tool, even Tantra, Kama Sutra, spiritualism, Buddhism, or Hinduism, or Christianity, any belief, any practice that is used from a place of lack of control and power and had they imposed this control and power upon people is dangerous. Mm. But when they create harm and abuse and they come from the abusive domineering, um, the difference between dominant and domineering is that the domineering is abusive and traumatizing because does not uh, respect consent boundaries, does not respect the other person's well-being, does not respect the other person's say. There's no safety involved. It's all about like, what can I take from you? Like, what can I get from this? And this is for me, this comes from my very selfish, predatory way, um, dynamic. And when it comes to dominant energy, you know, we live in, in, in a world where sometimes we, we, we see a lot of dominant people out there. Like, you know, we see leadership. It's about authority. It's about like being confident. It's about being present. Like it has this energy that we all have it. Doesn't matter what kind of gender you are mm-hmm. or you identify with. It doesn't matter what kind of sex you are or what you identify with. It, it is that energy. It's a universal energy that we have to push and pull, right? Um, so dominant and submissive energy that I would, sell, I would say is our energy that we all have. And it's important for us to recognize that in relationship, we have that dynamic of, you know, who is the dominant in the relationship and who is the one is more in the submissive. And when it comes to submissive, a lot of people get triggered because they think that submissive means like, oh, you're going to do whatever you want now, mm-hmm. or, or are you just going to go and, and do whatever the person say, or like you have no say, no voice, no power. You know, when it comes to the living this lifestyle and practicing this lifestyle, or even experiencing dominant submissive energy, we come to realize that, yes, there is a power dynamic going on, but each power are very powerful itself. There's no, this is a misconception saying that the submissive energy has no power. That's not true at all. Or have no control at all. Like that's not true at all. Or that the submissive energy has, you know, it does not matter. That's not true at all. Because yes, we do have a power dynamic of dominant and submissive, but there's one key element here that make both both energies very powerful or, or both dynamic in a play or in a relationship very powerful, which is consent. And the aspect of consent, boundaries, and the safe word. For example, yeah. in the Kim BDSM dynamic, the safe word, the safe word is what I to tell you that is that allow us to know that dynamic and power. The submissive is powerful because the moment that the sub for example in a play dynamic say stop like or, or use the color red like that's the common denominator uh safe word that people use for stopping the moment that you say red it's done it's over so it's it's more about I and suppose... the dom had to stop this scene of the session go ahead sorry uh, there was a bit of lag time there so it was a bit of overlap you can sort that out um I was going to say that, you know, the key word that you mentioned was consent, you know, in, in these dynamics between, you know, somebody that wants to role play the, the, the dominant and somebody that wants to role play the submissive. And 
I suppose it's no different really to to having role play is though where you know in, in any sort of role play scenario when you're dressing up there is that dynamic going on isn't there still you know somebody more in the relationship is taking the lead and the other one is more or less taking a more passive stance in any sort of role play dynamic to spice up their sex life yeah and and again like it the you know my focus here is to teach people to tap into their dominant energy and the submissive energy and go from there when it comes to the dynamic of their life. So when we are in a BDSM play, like scene, you know, you're able to play those energy even more, right? But let's say in the real world, in the life, you know, the everyday today life, you and I right now, we may be in our dominant energy right now. Because we are creating this podcast, we are showing up in authority, we're showing up with confidence. So right now we are in our dominant energy, right? Um, the both of us. So let's say like, if I'm going to go into my surrendering energy, it would be like, I would be like more relaxed in the sense that I will allow myself to just listen and just like, for example, I would say like the submissive energy would be listener at this point, because we just relaxing, we'll we're tapping into it uh we we absorb it we, we are allowing ourselves to be guided we're allowing ourselves to be um you know informed and we're allowing ourselves to tap into the wisdom of the speakers and we are like tapping into that in the wisdom self so can you see like we're like every single day like when you are work you know you have the boss and you have the employee so the boss will be more into the dominant energy because it's in the leadership it's in authority and then the employee to listen to the boss and, and, and to do what the boss said, you know, and even in all those dynamics, there are agreement. At one point, you have the choice to say, I'm done. You know, I can walk out of this. Mm. And that's the difference between being like a domineering relationship in any area of our life, even at work, where you feel threatened to not live that toxic environment. Yeah, for me, it's all about, you know, like you said, you know, that word consent having those healthy boundaries and the word healthy is, is very important in, in what I um, teach when it comes to um, my, my stuff is all around masculine and feminine energies. But, you know, even within that dynamic, I'm talking about the healthy masculine and the unhealthy masculine, the healthy feminine and the unhealthy feminine energies. So, you know, um, you know, even in ordinary relationships, which, which don't involve the, the BDSM label, you know, you can have those unhealthy, toxic relationships, can't you? Yes. Yes. I work more from like a non-binary, uh, energetic, even perspective of addressing it because um, like I think I we mentioned before uh, in a conversation uh, with you somewhere on a chat uh, that it indeed in this terrestrial world, it is important. It is a great basic foundational understanding of learning about the masculine and feminine energy because it is starting up a way for us to feel and differentiate energies and to um, be able to explore that and my invitation is because I, I like to go like more of the galactic way <laughs> like yeah. I, I like to work more on the universal point of view and perspective where there's like a solid like genderless and like there's no there's no gender like there's no sex involved but it's like more of that holistic um perspective it comes from like laws that we have and for me like 
working from my dominant and sub energy dynamic, I feel like allows me to uh, reach out to many people that now they're feeling that they don't resonate with the masculine and feminine dynamic. We still have a great population that resonate and work with it. And, and it's interesting to see that there's so many in my world, in my, my community of like even Tantra and King PDSM, there's so many people that I encounter that they don't resonate with it anymore. And it's great for me to come from like a, you know, like outsider perspective um, and be able to offer the same kind of like, you know, idea of understanding the energy from like a different, uh, like I said, different words, like the polarity of it. Yeah, I mean, similar, similar along the same lines. It's just that I, I suppose, refer to the healthy or unhealthy um, relationships um, in more masculine and feminine terms and knowing that we embody all of those energies regardless of our gender so yeah. you know and you use obviously the submissive and the um, dominant in words instead of using the i suppose the masculine feminine energy so a lot similar to, to what we both teach but in a different way yeah like, like we can you know we're reaching out um to our community pretty much with the same intention but with different like uh ways of it and it's beautiful like we all have such a beautiful way to reach out everyone with the same message but like spoken in a different way i think <laughs> yeah absolutely so i can totally understand and relate to where you're coming from it's just that you're using the dominant and submissive words rather than the masculine and the feminine and but you know within that same context is knowing that there is the unhealthy unhealthy way of um, it being perceived and actually received. So um, it's all about educating people that there is a healthy and unhealthy uh, consensual or non-consensual way of being that, that either makes a relationship great or not. Yes, and even like the definition of so personal individual that it like, you know, Sometimes we'll say like some people, believe it or not, I have worked with even clients that have been in a traumatic, abusive environment. And it had been so fascinating to see that they believed that it was a healthy relationship for them because that's what they knew, that what they were accustomed to. So even like when it comes to healthy, I feel like it's important for people to be like, okay, what that actually it is, it's not even feels good, but like what it feels like like we talk, you mentioned about, I think I heard you mention about the aspect of abundance and lack. So if we're in a relationship where we feel like trapped and there's lack, it is something that we have to consider versus being in a relationship where it's like there's so much growth and so much abundance and there's so much freedom and liberation, right? Like where there's a sense of liberation, it, it is a relationship of, of growth. Again, versus being in a relationship that is all about like, you know, that it feels like my feeling safe to be myself, to express myself, to, to evolve, to grow, to live, do what I want, or I'm being controlled and to come and like, okay, where we are and like what it is that we just there and where we're heading and see like how much liberation we have to do so. You know, are we free to do it or not? So talk, talk us through um, the tantra aspect then, because there's going to be listeners that don't understand what tantra means, uh, what it involves and... Um, would probably like to know more about how you incorporate that within what you do. Well, Tantra is such a big topic itself that 
if you are a listener and you follow and you decide to learn more about this, you're going to witness and encounter tantra teachers and mentors and retreat and everything. And everybody's going to tell you a different definition of it. But there is one word that, you know, tantra comes from the Sanskrit that is about a fusion and um, the energy fusion and evolving. It is the weaving. Like that's what we call it, the weaving of it. So that it would be like what we say, the sacred word of Tantra. But every mentor is going to define it different. For me, Tantra is about the transformational journey and alchemical journey of our growth and evolution. It's like the fire, the path of fire, where is I'm growing, evolving, transforming, and at the same time, like, oh, whatever is not meant to be me or it's not in alignment with me it gets destroyed and create like it gets like on the fire so like i'm walking on fire all the time is it's a path that is going to um it's like it's a transformational path the one thing about tantra though um indifferent that all the practices are there is that tantra involves and includes sexuality as part of that path Something that you don't hear much in Christianity, you don't hear much in Hinduism, you don't hear much in uh, Buddhism, you don't hear much in Taoism, you don't hear much like you hear a little bit, but it's not it's not um, a great, you know, not focused, but it's not a great acceptance to it. It's something that you have to it's like it's really kind of like secret, so to speak. Right. And and yes, and I would say like there is a sense of like power uh, of using our sexual energy to awaken ourselves even more because even like for the listeners that has ever read the book think grow rich by napoleon hills there's a chapter that talks about orgasmic energy orgasmic energy through orgasm right like the orgasmic energy he guides us through the process of like when you have the intention and focus in your mind on the things that you would like to manifest and it's one of the things that napoleon hill talks about like how it is that we can manifest things in our life a career money the boat the house the lover so even napoleon hill talked about that and yeah there's some aspect of a power there's like a power in a sexual energy that in many religions and culture they suppress it because it's way too powerful so tantra is one of those practices transformational chemical practices and lifestyles that we em embrace and welcome the power of our sexual energy and we actually like look for and you know and this and and practice and 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 learn and and like work work hard <laughs> to be able to um get out of the head be back into a body embrace our sexuality destroy and uncreate all the shame judgment fear mindset belief that we have around our sexuality that are holding us back from being that amazing incredible creators using our sexual energy uh, because I do have, like, I would say some awareness with, like, the aspect of uh, uh, Egyptian Tantra, that it, it was an aspect of energetic, uh, you know, the energetic sex of it, the energetic creations. And so for those, you know, I belong to a community where, you know, we have priestesses and priestess because of um, a priest and priestesses of these, the energetic dynamic of, like, Tantra and energy and healing and magic and all the things. And it's so beautiful to see that when we talk about Egypt, like Tantra from Egypt, it was all about how can we use this amazing sexual energy to create? 
and to transform. And even like there is a, a belief that, you know, even the, the pyramid were created with tantric energy. Well, you know, we know like, you know, even like, you know, geographic talked about like they even um, the Egyptian has the earliest ancient sex porn and one of the temples like have like figurines on the temples on top of the temples all like sexual poses in there and and they said that they you know the egyptians were the most horniest ever in the planet because it was all about sex right <laughs> so so it is very funny because like it's one of those cultures and uh, and ancient cultures that sex was number one like it was right on the temple and of course you had people that, that they were covering up like they don't let you see it they have cover up which is fascinating and there's such a lot of like tantric sexual energy in those parts of the world where they have the temples. And it is a set, uh, it is a set, I uh, say, like energetic sex, things like that. I don't know if it's true or not, but it is a say. So something like just to tap into and consider it, you'd be like, wow, our energy, our sexual energy, are we that freaking powerful to create these monumental buildings? Are, that, are we that powerful? And that's one of the things that like, I like to bring into consideration to all my listeners and everybody that work with me is to give us, give ourselves permission to know how powerful we are and stop believing and falling into the illusion that we are not powerful, that we're powerless. There's no, there's no aspect in our whole beingness that show us that we're powerless. It's all about, it's all these fog that, you know, these, these nonsense, this power, uh, you know, these toxic power that wants us to put in our head, like this brainwashing us, that is like even emotionally washing us. Like it's like they are, they know how powerful we are, that they work so hard and they invest so much time and money and resources to twist everything and to make us believe that we're not powerful. And the one thing I always tell, talk about power is that the people that are trying to suppress our power, our inner power, inner wisdom, is because they are afraid of their own power as well. Yeah, they are the one powerless, and and they're just afraid because when somebody if when somebody feels powerless, they want everybody else powerless because they don't give themselves permission to accept how powerful they are. Because when we come from like conscious, right, like the conscious power. And we said, okay, I'm a very powerful individual because I know I'm very confident in my power. I can respect and honor everybody else's power because there's no threat in here. But if I feel powerless, now you, uh, Lean, you're going to be a threat to me. And now I'm going to try to do everything possible to make you feel powerless because I am so freaking scared of your power because I'm scared of my power and I don't feel confident about my power. So I have to dominate you. So be domineering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as Marianne Williams says, says, you know, in her poem, very, very powerful poem, you know, it's not our, it's not our darkness that we're, we're scared of. It is that we're powerful beyond measure, you know, uh, and uh, that's what really scares us. <laughs> and I, yes. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. And who are yeah. we not to shine our light, you know? when, when yes. there's so many people in the world that need our help and, and healing. Yeah, and that's what Tantra is, you know, it's about like tapping into that sexual power. And it's one of those, I would say, practices in my life. I don't call it a religion or 
or anything like that. I call it a practice, a life. Yes. Yeah. So when you take people through a tantric experience, describe for the listeners what that sort of step-by-step process might be. Um, my process will maybe my project may be way different than anybody else out there of course like we all are individual um so my project pretty much is about exploring like what it is that it's holding you back from your path of living the life that you are. like what it is that's holding you back what are the trauma what is the dark and the shadow that is there because believe it or not in the tantra world we do address the aspect of the same thing like you know when we work with transformation processes we have to address the parts of our that are hiding so my process is exploring that and going into that in depth what it is that is holding us back and come from like now like you know the same thing like with the coaching i i consider myself more of a tantra coach or tantra facilitator versus a teacher or mentor because i'm here to help people to tap into their own inner wisdom and their own teacher and their own mentor and their own guru I'm here to facilitate that space for them. And then I can coach them to like, where is that you want to go? Like, where is that? What are your goals? Like, what are you, where are you deciding to create in your life? And I hope you to achieve that. So my practice itself, like, has so many elements. And when you talk about Tantra, it's like, I go deep into the dark and the shadows. And then I have a vision. We have a vision. We create a vision and, and a purpose of like, where is it that we head in? Like what area of your life you desire to thrive uh, in your, you know, relationship, in your intimacy, in your sexuality, in exploring your kink BDSM, uh, in your abundance or in your career, or believe it or not, the majority of my clients come because they do want to have a great sex life or they want to explore kink BDSM, they want to explore that. But believe it or not, one of the things I work the most with is helping them to tap into the confident and the power within. Because when they tap into that and they have released all the BS and the mindset and believe about the, how the powerless they are, how inf- insignificant they are, or how like they're not loved and wanted and crave and all the BS that we buy and we subscribe to, now when they when we destroy and create that, now we have a clear mind, a clear body to have a clear vision, to tap into that power to move forward and create something amazing. So it's a, and it's in short, I would say that when it comes to a tantric journey, it is so, I would say, so unique. Uh, sometimes we don't know. But I would say that when it comes to uh, practicing tantra and facilitating, it's also about getting into the body, getting into the breath, getting into the heart getting into the soul, getting into connecting with emotions. So it's not just the psychological aspect of the work, but also it's the embodiment of it. So I would say that that's what a lot of people go into tantric practices because there's element of embodiment and element of, of you know, energy, like how it is that we move in our energy. Because one of the things like I always talk about when it comes to tantric journey and practices is that until we haven't cleared these energies, I mean, the belief and all these mindset and all these shadows and we have uh, addressed it, unfortunately, if we don't address this, we're not going to be able to 
when I tap into the purity of like how it is that we move in our energy in our body, our sensual energy, our sexual energy, of creative energy, how it is that we move in, you know, like how how that love and peace and gratitude and juiciness feels in our body. And that's one of the beautiful things about Tantra that help you help us to bring back ourselves into a our body and connect with the wisdom of source in a body. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And it's fascinating topic, which I could talk about with you all day. But unfortunately, we're going to have to bring this episode to a close now, Lucia. It's a very, very fascinating subject, both the Tantra side of what you do and the, the dominant and submissive side of what you educate people around. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and wisdom around that very, very interesting subject. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. I definitely wish that it was useful for everyone who is listening today and that you got something uh, of value and important. And, you know, if you have any questions or if you want to learn more about it, you can just reach me at luciagabriela.com and I will be very glad to connect with you. Yes. So follow me on there because that's where you can find everything. Excellent. And that's luciagabriella.com. Correct. Excellent. So listeners, if you want to follow up with Lucia and find out more about these fascinating topics, then uh, by all means, contact her through luciagabriella.com. And I'm just going to wrap up the show now with uh, True Love Starts with Opening Our Hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.